Hey friends, welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am so thrilled to be popping in midweek for a bonus episode of the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. This is so fun. Usually I launch one episode a week, but I wanted to come in and to talk about boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries, the B word. We're going to talk about it because Thanksgiving is in two days. And it's kind of our first foray into the holiday celebration bonanza that is November, December, January. And a lot of times it's easy to slip into people-pleasing mode, to get into perfectionist mode, to put your own needs aside for the sake of other people. And what does that do? That burns you out. You end up at the end of the holidays being like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> where, where did time go? What, what did I do? What did I enjoy? And maybe you're really good about boundaries and you already have this art down. And maybe you are like, what is a boundary? What are you, what are you talking about? And we're going to break all of that down and talk about how to really protect your energy. That's what boundaries do. They protect your energy. They protect your vibration. Here on the show, we talk a lot about your vibration, the energetic frequency at which you're operating in life. And when you make yourself smaller, when you slip into people pleasing, when you are acting against your true desires, you lower your vibration. And it's really easy to let people impact you and to absorb their energies. And what I want to teach you and talk about today is how to protect your container, how to really ensure your happiness through the holidays, and to protect your energy. Because as a former codependent, or I guess not former, recovering recovering codependent, that's me, hi, it can be really easy to really enmesh your energies. And the goal is to get through the holidays feeling empowered, making choices that make you feel good, choices that raise your vibration, not lower it. So what do we mean when we talk about boundaries? A lot of people have really interesting ideas about boundaries. I asked in my Facebook group yesterday, and some of the feedback that I got was, I don't like to be boxed in. And we're not talking about those kind of boundaries. What we're talking about is standards for how people can treat you. That is what a boundary is. You are teaching people how to engage with you because you teach people how to treat you by what you allow and what you respond to and how you react to situations, which disclaimer, that is the only thing that's within your control. The only thing that you can control is how you respond and react, how you think and feel about a situation, and how you engage with it. That's it. You can't control other people. You can't control family members. And you certainly cannot control how other people feel or what other people think. But I want you to take a second and to think about all of the time and energy that you put in to making sure that other people are okay, 
to make sure that you are not stepping on toes, to make sure that you're not an imposition, that you are not being a burden, that you are pulling your weight, that you're contributing enough to make sure that other people aren't judging you or other people aren't criticizing you or other people aren't upset by you. And we see this a lot around the dinner table, especially if there are foods that you maybe don't want to eat, but you feel like you should because you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings. This is where boundaries are very important because a boundary says there are specific foods that really either trigger me mentally, emotionally, physically, and I don't want to eat those kinds of foods. And I'm going to trust that my host has the emotional maturity to handle me not eating this particular food. And if it makes you feel better, you can have a conversation with that host beforehand. Say, hey, you know, I've recently been diagnosed with this autoimmune disorder, or I'm trying to really pay attention to my health and what I'm eating. And there are certain foods that I'm just going to go ahead and bypass this year. And I don't want you to take it personally, but this is just what I'm doing for me. And I think if you come at it that way, you are upholding your boundary. You're letting the host know, hey, this is my standard that I'm going to uphold this year. And you have to let them have their feelings about it. You got to let them have their feelings, just like you're allowed to have your feelings about it. So what I want to do is I want to walk through specific instances where you might feel triggered, depending on how you identify and how your container presents itself. And I know that kind of is a little woo, but it'll make more sense as we get going. So for an example, if you are an empath, and empathic people are ones that take on a lot of the environment around them. They are very absorbative. Is that a word? Absorbative? Absorbing? Absorbing? I'm going to go with absorbative. (laughs) I like it, making up words. But they take on the environment around them and they can get drained and exhausted really easily. And maybe you identify with that if you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like me. Then I want you to be able to give yourself permission to remove yourself from whatever situation is draining you. Honor where you're at instead of criticizing, like, oh man. So drained. Like, why can't I just be tougher? Why can't I just hang in there more? Like, instead of launching into a full criticism attack, practice curiosity. What am I feeling right now? How does my body feel? How does my heart feel? How does my mind feel? Check in with yourself. Honor where you are at. Don't try to change it immediately. Just identify what it is that you're feeling and then remove yourself from the situation without guilt, without worrying if you're going to hurt someone's feelings. Remember, you are not responsible for other people's feelings, emotions, or thoughts, or judgments. Not your responsibility. You are responsible for you and the container that you hold. If you're an introvert, Hey, uh, where's my introverts at? Raise your hand, unless you're driving, two hands on the wheel, nine and noon. If you are an introvert, chances are you recharge best by being alone, by having some downtime, by being removed from other people. This is, in introverts and extroverts, it's a funny It's a funny conversation because I feel like most people are ambiverts, kind of get a little bit of both, right? 
But if you're an introvert, the holidays can be really, really hard, especially if you're kind of stuck in a place where you need to be around people a lot. Like if you're staying over at friend's house or family's house. And I want you, if you are an introvert and you find yourself overstimulated, again, curiosity over criticism, leave your criticism of it out. Get curious about your experience and then find space to go and recharge. Go remove yourself. Go for a walk. Go read a book. Go sit in the bathroom and scroll social media for a little while. Whatever it is that you need to recharge, give yourself permission to do that. This is a boundary. This is a way to protect your energy. If you're an Enneagram type two, where are my twos at? Again, throw your hand up. Be proud. The twos are the helpers. The twos are the ones that want to serve, that want to cook the meal and then clean up the meal and then do all the dishes and then tidy up. Like, I know these people. (laughs) I have these people in my life and in my family, and they are dear, dear, dear souls. They also can feel a little bit resentful when they are overextended. So if you are an Enneagram 2, give yourself permission to sit at the table and to not clean up. Give yourself permission to just be present around other people and to not feel like you need to serve at every opportunity. There's lots of opportunities for you to be a helper and to be fulfilled. There's also lots of opportunities for you to practice boundaries and to rest and to let other people step up, to let other people serve, to be served yourself. Again, this is how we practice boundaries. If you are navigating something new this year, maybe you have a new autoimmune disorder that you've discovered and you are celiac for the first time this year. Maybe you recognize that sugar does not work for your body. Maybe you've recently been diagnosed with diabetes. Maybe you have just exhaustion. Or maybe you are trying to practice mindful eating. This is your chance to really take care of yourself and to be kind When you have eating requirements that are different from other people, it is easy to feel judged. It's easy to feel FOMO. It's easy to feel like you're missing out. So how can you take care of yourself? If you feel it necessary to, again, let your house know, hey, I've got this this specific way of eating that I'm doing this year, and there's going to be things that I'm going to opt out of. It's not personal. It's just for me. Then do that. Again, you're not responsible for other people's feelings. You are responsible for how you are present, right? That's what's in your control. What I like to do is I always bring a couple of dishes that I know will make me feel really good. I always bring an apple pie because I love apple pie, but I can't do grains, dairy, or a lot of sugar. It just doesn't do good things for my body. And so I prepare a pie and I always bring that with me during the holidays. Or I'll bring a beautiful salad that I know has lots of good stuff in it that will help me feel full and satisfied and like I'm not missing out. And I have yet to have a host be like, oh, there's just too much food. How could you bring extra food and criticize me for that? And even if they did, 
that is not my responsibility. I'm taking care of myself. And if this is a new a new thing for you this year and you have questions about it, feel free to send me an email, kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. I have weathered this for years of being present in different social situations with different eating than other people are doing. And if you are feeling like you are missing out, again, advocate for yourself by connecting in other meaningful ways. Remember, you're sitting around a table for like maybe an hour But there's lots of other ways to meaningfully connect. Maybe bring a puzzle or bring a book that you can read out loud or a video that you can share. That's what I did one year. I brought my favorite, all-time favorite Disney movie and holiday movie, The Muppets Christmas Carol. I brought that over and that was my way of trying to meaningfully connect by sharing something that I really enjoyed that I thought other people would enjoy too. So finding ways to connect that don't involve food. If you are a people pleaser, mm, are you a people pleaser? People pleasers will often do things that they don't want to do so that they can please other people. And we all fall into this from time to time. But if it's something that is, there's a laughing face on Facebook Live. So I know somebody resonates. If you are a people pleaser, it is very, very easy for you to enter into a space of resentment, of exhaustion, of burnout, and of just not enjoying the holidays, especially after you've been pleasing, 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 pleasing. Your body can suffer, you can struggle with anxiety, depression. So how can we find a boundary for you to, again, to keep yourself safe so that you can show up this holiday season the way that you want to? And not just the holidays. I mean, these boundaries are applicable 24-7, 365. It doesn't have to be just for holidays, but this is when we get triggered the most because of expectations that are placed on holidays. There's high emotions, high expectations, and occasionally high drama, especially when you put family members together and there's talk of politics and religion and food and diets and it can be a lot. And so by practicing boundaries, again, you can keep your container safe. So for my people pleasers who don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, I want to remind you again what you can control and what you cannot. You cannot control other people. You don't get to choose how they feel. You don't get to choose how they judge. You don't get to choose how they think. They get to do that just like you get to do that. You're responsible for how you respond and react to situations. That is completely within your control. And you can have your feelings about it, but that's your feelings, not theirs. So if you're a people pleaser... Give yourself permission to not be responsible for the feelings of others. Take responsibility for what's yours and leave what's not. And this comes into knowing your preferences about things, of knowing how you want to be treated. When you are a people pleaser, you're teaching people, hey, it's okay for you to take advantage of me because I want to make sure that you're okay. I want to make sure that you're happy. Your happiness comes before mine which doesn't work long-term. That leads to anxiety and burnout and stress because you're trying to take responsibility for something that's not yours. 
So what would it look like for you to show up and to advocate for yourself and to take the rest that you need when you need it? To maybe go sit and read a book for a few minutes or to opt out of playing a game you don't want to or for having a dish pass you by at the table and not taking any of it, for changing and redirecting the conversation when it gets uncomfortable. This is something that I'm learning to do still because there are conversations, especially politics, that makes me so uncomfortable. And so when that conversation gets going, instead of sitting there and just enduring because you want everybody else to be happy, what would it look like to remove yourself from the conversation or to redirect it? Hmm. And I'll give some examples of that in a few minutes. If you are a new mom and you feel worn out by all the things, I still remember the first holiday season with my son who, goodness, was two months old the first Thanksgiving. And I wish that someone had told me what I'm about to tell you. And even if you're an old mom, (laughs) if you're a mom in general, this one is for you. Advocate for yourself and set time limits on social activities, including social media. It's easy to get sucked in and to start comparing to other people. And I want you to be aware of that. I want to be, I want you to be aware of the subconscious drain that that has on you as a mama. Because as moms, we put such a huge expectation on ourselves. Am I right? Am I the only person that feels the expectations of being a parent in the holidays? I don't think so. I don't think I'm the only one. But raising your awareness of it. If you find yourself snapping at your kids for no reason or snapping at your husband for no reason, it could be that you've got some like unspoken anxiety and feelings about the holidays that are coming up, or how are you going to buy all the gifts? How are you going to clean the house? How are you going to host the meals? How are you going to get everybody to the meals? How are you going to get your photographs with your matching jammies? How are you going to do Elf on the Shelf? Like the expectations are so high. And especially again, if you're a new mom and you're doing the whole nursing thing, which is just awkward in public places sometimes or with certain family members who just don't get it. There's a whole host of things that can be really, really draining. Set yourself limits. Communicate your limits with those people who are working with you. If that's a spouse or a partner, say, hey, I would love to go and do this thing. Let's do it for this amount of time. Or let's check in at this time and see how I'm feeling and if I'm ready to go. Give yourself time limits. This was one of the greatest compromises in my marriage is when we go out to social situations, we set ourselves time limits. And then we check in like, hey, it's, it's five o'clock. How you doing? Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? And there's no judgment. There's just support because we're working together. It's a great compromise, but set yourself time limits, especially around those who don't have kids or don't understand your, the demands that, that motherhood places on women. Does that make sense? I feel like I don't need to go too deep into that, but set time limits for yourself. If you don't want to have conversations, how do you redirect? So if you don't want to talk about diets or religion or politics or jobs or the economy (laughs) or the impeachment, like whatever you don't want to talk about, you reserve the right 
to either remove yourself from a conversation that feels uncomfortable or to interject your opi- interject your opinion because you can have an opinion, you know. This is the thing. Or to redirect the conversation. And I find this to be especially helpful around issues of weight or things that directly impact you personally to be able to shift and pivot away. So some examples of that are you know, if somebody's like, gosh, you know, so-and-so, you've lost a lot of weight or goodness, you know, my cousin just packed on a lot of weight. If it goes to a weight topic, say, huh, that's interesting. You know, I'd really like to know what book you've been reading lately that you're really excited about. Or start a conversation that sounds like, hey, yeah, politics, man, there's a lot of different opinions on that. I wonder are there any like podcasts that you've been listening to lately that have really inspired you? Or, hey, Uncle Jimmy, how's business going? And especially for your kids, this is something that I wish my parents would have done for me as a kiddo because I remember my aunts and uncles making comments about my weight and my body, and my parents let it happen. And I was so young, I didn't know how to have boundaries. I didn't know what boundaries were. It was like five or six. I remember this one time specifically. Oh my gosh, we were at my Aunt Linda's house and I love ketchup, okay? Me love ketchup, like big time. I love ketchup. I'd put it on everything if I could. And I put a generous amount on my plate because hashtag I love ketchup. And I remember from across the table, my aunt just yells, Kimmy, oh my God. Why are you putting so much ketchup on your plate? You don't need that much ketchup. You're already a big girl. Oh, yeah, still remember that. That was like 30 years ago, y'all, and I still remember it. It doesn't trigger me and impact me anymore because I've done my work. But those comments, they stick. So if that happens to your kids, redirect the conversation. Redirect. You don't need to make it completely awkward. You don't need to remove. You don't need to get offended, right? Because people will project their own insecurities onto other people. We all do it. We all project subconscious issues onto other people. But how can you advocate for your kiddos? How can you set boundaries for your kiddos in a way that is honoring to them and to you and to the other person? It's helpful for me to remember that hurt people hurt people. Everybody has a wound, and a lot of times it has to do with weight and bodies, your physical representation, how stressed you are, expectations, past griefs, transgenerational trauma, right? All of that gets projected. So for your kids, say, hey, you know, Aunt Jenny, appreciate your concern, but did you know that so-and-so is thriving in her math class. It's amazing. She can do any math problem and turn it around. Thanks, Uncle Mike, for your input. But actually, little Joe is an incredible soccer player. I'm trying to make up names on the spot and that doesn't work very well for my brain. Sorry for the awkward pauses. But set up boundaries for your kids. You're teaching other people how to treat you and how to treat your kids. That is your privilege. 
it is a privilege to teach people how to treat us because then we don't have to feel resentful. We don't have to feel like we need to blame someone. We don't need to feel angry. We can take responsibility for our feelings and set up parameters around our energy to protect it. If you feel railroaded or stuck in a conversation, this happens. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I attract awkward conversations at times. So again, this is something that I'm learning and practicing too, is if you feel railroaded or stuck in a conversation, give yourself permission to leave without apologizing. Girl, stop apologizing. You don't need to apologize. Thank you for your perspective on that. I'm going to go get some more water. Thank you for that point of view. I'm going to do this. Remove yourself from said conversation or situation gracefully without apology. You don't need to apologize. Thank you for that. Thank you. If you show up late somewhere, it's not a, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry we're late. Oh, we hit traffic and we did it and the kids wouldn't get in the car and like so much blame and scatteredness. Instead, gratitude. Thanks for your patience. We're here. Don't apologize. You don't need to. It is okay to be late. It is okay to not eat the food. It is okay to remove yourself from a conversation. It's okay to redirect a conversation that feels uncomfortable to you. It is okay to advocate for yourself. I just hit my desk. Ouch. If you want to go home and get into your jammies and call it a night, Do it. Do it. Do what feels good for you. If you're in a situation that you no longer want to be in and your partner or whoever you're with says, you know, I'm not really ready to go, say, no problem. You stay here. That's totally fine. I'm just going to get an Uber. I'm going to get a Lyft. And I'm going to head home to take care of myself. Did you know that you can do that? You can absolutely do that. If you are in a situation and you no longer wish to be in that situation, you can absolutely gracefully exit said situation. You don't need to explain why. You don't need to give a diatribe on how crappy your week was and how you're exhausted because the kids and the whole thing, you don't owe anyone an explanation. You just say, you know what? I'm ready to go home. I'm going to Get my Uber. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. And go home and put your jammies on. Take care of yourself. That is self-care. Is not being in a situation you don't want to be in out of people-pleasing, guilt, fear, or shame. You don't owe anybody an explanation and you don't need to apologize. This is a boundary. If you feel obligated to bring something Consider declining the invitation. If you're like, oh, I really don't want to go, don't go. Don't go. It's as simple as that. There have been times where I have said, Tim, I really don't want to go to this. And I stand firm in my boundaries. I, you know, do the work of figuring out, okay, well, why don't I want to go? What's happening for me? I practice curiosity, not criticism or judgment, but curiosity. What's what's happening for me? Why don't I want to go? And maybe sometimes you'll talk yourself through it, and sometimes you're like, nope, I just really don't want to go. And that's okay. 
that's okay. Make sure you're not isolating out of fear or anxiety or depression. And if you truly don't want to go somewhere, boundary. Give yourself permission to not go. Above all, when it comes to boundaries, is listen to your body. Listen to your gut. I always do this little exercise, especially with like hard decisions. I get really quiet and I plant my feet on the floor. I feel my body on the floor. I take a couple deep breaths and I ask myself, do I want to do this specific thing? Do I want to hold up this tradition? Do I want to bring this gift? Do I want to buy that thing? Do I want to decorate this way? And I listen to my gut because your gut will give you an immediate yes or no. You'll either feel expansive, like yes, there's a little bit of a lifting that happens, that happens, or there's a contraction. There's a no. There's a ugh feeling. Your body will tell you every single time. Yes or no. So when your mind is giving you drama and you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, check in with your body. She is wise, friends. Your body is wise and she's looking out for you. When you are full, stop eating. Give yourself permission to stop. Listen to your body. If you're hungry, eat. Even if it's not time, even if you just ate, even if you're on a diet, if you're hungry, eat. If you're tired, rest. If you're anxious, don't criticize, but ask yourself why. Get curious about what's happening for you, what's driving your anxiety. Most times anxiety is driven by fear. What are you afraid of? What's happening for you? If you're lonely, connect. If you're overextended, withdraw. If you're overstimulated, find quiet. You create the reality that you want. By people-pleasing, overextending, trying to meet high expectations that aren't yours, you are creating this reality. What? kind of holiday season do you want to have? This holiday season, I want to have one that's quiet. I want to have a holiday season where we set really intentional time frames for being around other people. That's what I'm desiring. And that is the the reality that I'm going to create. And I'm going to get curious about my body and what's happening. I'm going to plan ahead and bring dishes that I know I can enjoy because I know that eating dairy and grains and sugars doesn't work for me. So I'm going to create that. And you get to create the holiday that you want. You get to take your power back by exercising boundaries. And especially if the holidays are a crazy, crazy, crazy stressful time for you, try practicing this and see what shifts. This could be a completely enjoyable time of the year. It could be different than you've ever had it before in your life. Just because something has been traditional up until now doesn't mean that it has to be. You don't always have to have that same awkward political conversation around the dinner table. 
You don't always have to go to every single party. You don't have to say yes to everything. How can you say yes to yourself by maybe saying no to something else? Challenging your people-pleasing-ness. And start pleasing you. What would feel good to you? How do you want to dress? How do you want to eat? How do you want to sleep? Planning ahead, but also listening to your body in the moment. Finding that balance. The best way of caring for yourself is to be mindful of what you need and not apologizing for it. Girl, stop apologizing. You don't need to. So, that is boundaries. Ah, is a lot. That was a lot of examples. And I'm really curious about your thoughts. So if you want to, I would love to hear what you have to say. You can email me, Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com, or you can find me on Facebook in the Captivatingly Confident community, or on Instagram at Kim.Ludeman. I want to hear from you. What boundaries are you going to put in place this holiday season moving forward? What boundaries do you think are complete baloney? Does any of this rub you the wrong way? And you're like, Kim, you're off your rocker. Girl, let's have a conversation about it. I want to know. I want to know where you're at. And if you are completely lost and you're like, Kim, I don't know how I'm going to institute any of these. I need help. Let's talk it through. Let's do it. Let's have a conversation about how you can protect your energy this holiday season. And not just for the holidays, but forever moving forward. Remember, boundaries are your way of teaching people how to treat you. They're not rigid rules, but they are standards for how you're willing to be treated. And how can you teach other people those boundaries? Okay? All right, my friends. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so excited for you. I hope that this is an amazing holiday experience, no matter where you're at in your process. And I will see you on Monday. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.